Ready when you are. I am ready. I was almost <laughs> ready. Okay. I was almost ready. Mm. Hi, Rob. Hi, Jersey. I, you know, maybe I'm almost ready too, but I'm just boisterously jumping in. Jump in with me. Whoa. F yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Yeah, man, this is going to be something. <laughs> this is good. I tell you what, everybody. Mm. I don't promise all the time, but when I do promise, I promise it'll be something. <laughs> that was very uh, like uh, what uh, G uh, G W Bush ish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, almost like a southern twang too. Just a little. Oh, bit. oh, a southern lilt. Yeah. With my voice. I declare <laughs> I don't do voices very much either well I, I don't know because uh, pretty sure I'm I, <clears throat> well that's real and stuff but I don't know one could imagine a hypothetical scenario a parallel reality where you're doing a voice on a podcast called the galaxy of super adventure <laughs> yep and here we <laughs> enter into one of my discomfort zones here we enter an area where, where Zach and Ben have constantly been nudging me. And I'm going like, no, 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 no. And then they go, nope, here you go. And I go, oh, crap. And then I hear my own words come back to haunt me to say, like, if you're nervous, you're doing something interesting. Mm, exactly. That's uh, so. So has, how, how has it panned out? I mean, as far as, okay, you, you know, having that sort of nervousness, you've done it a bit. It's pretty darn funny. But how is are you it? Doing? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, I don't know if this is a, d a defense mechanism or not, but I just find myself being able to disengage from the thing almost entirely. Uh, what I mean by that is, is that like I sort of let go of all expectations about it and just mm -hmm. sort of try to operate in the moment and you know, do the best that I can at the time and, and hope that it, it turned out okay and <laughs> count on the feedback from my friends that I'm working on the thing with to let me know if it's good or bad. Um, Zach hasn't had a problem historically of, of letting me know when things are going sour. <laughs> okay. It's good to have feedback and whatnot, but it, it sounds like, like you're, you're, you're approaching that thing. Maybe not, <clears throat> not, maybe you're still inside the discomfort, um, discomfort, uh, you know, zone yet, you know, haven't, you know, not passed through it, but like, uh, what you mentioned there reminded me of, uh, the advice as far as like, you know, keeping, keeping loose, you know, like just, just improvising and, uh, like, like, like the pie, the pie guy from the classic Sesame street. Right. I mean, you have to, if you're going to fall down the stairs with a bunch of cream pies, you, you don't want to be a, a stiff as a board. Right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I guess that's it. That's 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 that uh, describes it well. <laughs> pie guy. <laughs> Three banana cream pie. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> you know, slapstick. Slapstick is super powerful mojo for little kids. Uh, I went and saw uh, the new Kung Fu Panda film a couple weeks ago. Oh. Uh, have you seen any of them? I've seen two of them. Okay, cool. Third one, I give it two big thumbs up. I love it. I love all the Kung Fu Panda films. And and I am somebody who does not typically enjoy Jack Black's brand of humor. 
Hmm. Like I acknowledge that he's good at what he does, uh, but like, yeah, he's a little, little too. I don't know what it is about him, but it's something where it's like it's got an edge that I, I'm not terribly amused by. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I thought he was great in High Fidelity, but th- he was a foil for somebody else in that. So, hmm. um, anyway, so like when I first heard that he was the the character of Poe, and then I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to see it now. And then I went and saw, it, and I was like, wow, I kind of, kind of like him in this this context. But um, seeing it in the theater, and we saw it in a matinee too, because I'm cheap. Uh, and we're in the audience with all these kids and man, oh man, you want a visceral reminder of the, the power of slapstick is watch a movie with a lot of slapstick in it and listen to kids under the age of nine, lose their mind over it. Right. If somebody gets hit in the face with a butt. That's like, <laughs> that's like the most powerful catnip in the world to a, to an eight year old. Oh, wow. It's the, that's, that's a level beyond the groin hit. <laughs> it kind of is like wow. having Poe's butt hit somebody in the face is like, you know, that's like that's like the sort of um, win every time move. You know, it's yeah. it's the ultimate uh, top turnbuckle move in a Kung Fu Panda movie. <laughs> okay, good to know. Good. To know. So yeah, you want to throw some humor dynamite, butt face. Yeah, so throw humor dynamite. Have somebody's face get squashed by a butt. Yeah, there you go. Um, also, uh, bad guy in this at times super menacing um some kind of kind of scary stuff happens in this one um there's a couple points when Anna and i were like oh no you know so pretty good but i'm I'm a soft touch when it comes to cute animals you know it's like if you get put a cute animal in danger i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna sus- suspend all disbelief and invest all of my empathy into the situation <laughs> that's cool sounds i yeah i'm excited to uh, check it out kind of lost track that uh that was that was uh so it's in theaters right now it might not be anymore <laughs> i have no idea yeah so okay cool all right it's on the radar at some point it's it it in it zootopia were like the two movies where i was like okay i'm gonna make time for these because these look really really good um uh, okay. don't make time yeah i heard good things about zootopia as well i love that a lot uh, I thought it was really good. I found very little that was problematic about it. I I had that feeling with the um like wow, this looks really polished. Interesting, but like the um seeing previews, I don't know what what did I go see in the theater recently? That's not going to be that hard to figure out, but for some reason I'm blanking <laughs> on it. Star um, Wars? Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> What's a Star Wars? <laughs> Yeah, I must, maybe, maybe it was, uh, yeah, seeing Star Wars. And yeah, I saw a preview for, for Zootopia then. And I thought, eh, yeah, these are the good parts of the movie. Or this is this, you know, it was this really long scene, you know, like one particular scene. And I thought, well. Was that, it the part with the sloth? It was the part with the sloth. in the That part got used a lot, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and I um, thought, yeah, yeah, but. Like uh, I'm, I'm still suspect of like you know half-heartedly produced, um, stories sure. for yeah for, uh, no it I mean that is such it's such a poor representation of what the movie's really about okay um because that's only like that literally that scene in the preview is like that's the scene in the movie that's it and then that's it you're done with the sloth after that you know um it's and and it's not just a series of gags like that of like well you know funny thing about rhinos is they're like this the funny thing is about sloths is they're like this you know 
it, th that there's there's a lot of that kind of humor, but it's incidental to the larger story. There's it's uh, they did a good job of doing the whole like dreaming a dream and going after the dream and having it turn out to be disappointing, but then finding your own way into the dream kind of thing. Uh, but with I mean, I'm sure you read pl in places that it's really about um, racism. It's about racial relationships and mm. prejudice. Wow. Um, okay. And they do a really interesting job of of exploring that and and playing with making jokes out of, um, like I'm sure you saw in one of the previews when the fox is like petting the lamb's hair and like touching the hair, you know, and he's like, oh, it's so fluffy. You know, and she's like, don't do that. You know, like in the preview, it's just like this funny moment. But in the movie, that's loaded with racial tension. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's it's uh, interesting how they did that. OK. But, Im wow. Im Im even more intriguing. Um, that's awesome. That. Uh, yeah, I got to see that. It's uh, it's also just gorgeous. It's just got beautiful designs and uh, just really wonderful animation. How do we get on that? How do we get on that? So you're talking about Kung Fu Panda on a backup, backup, backup. You're in the you're in the conversation train. Yeah. Just yeah. Toot toot. <laughs> woo woo. Remember? It all started with a woo. And then, and then, <laughs> That's right. It did. Exactly. The Fiero moments and uh, <laughs> awkward things and then Zootopia. <clears throat> yeah. So anyway, yeah. Oh and and talking about how I'm a soft touch for for animals in danger. Hmm. Yeah, it's powerful. The whole yeah, empathy with empathy with animated characters when people don't feel a cultural revulsion to that, as if like, oh, that's now baby things. I don't, I do not speak in these symbols anymore. You know, and they have a very harumphy thing too, and that's fine. They don't have to, you know, enjoy that. But like, if if you are open to it, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's like a, that's an intense uh, way to just sort of connect with tons of emotion and um, almost like direct raw emotional transmission, right? I mean, the whole power of cartoon characters. Yeah. Which is, which is awesome. Self-identifying, right? Seeing yourself in a thing. Yeah. It's All not that. explicitly not, it, it's, it, it's almost like I can be that. I, I, or I can be someone who cares a lot about that because I see its potential to, it's so relatable. I can't not relate to it. Right. Yeah. <sighs> so. What? Your so question. what? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so what, man? What? So what? Do you have to have a topic now? <laughs> this is, this is me trying to like, uh, to, to where I'm trying to unkung fu the dojo, okay, uh, by just like trying to give you because like, this is a, actually antithetical to the rules of um, improv, right? So say yes and I go so. Oh, I just, I just <laughs> threw it completely on your plate and like you figure it out. That was an act of aggression, uh, I, I, is what that was. That wasn't an aggression. We're friends. You have it's the it's the um it's a segue. It's like a wedge for a segue. Helps the segue get through the doors. Well, I, I, I know I have something that's of, of timely nature, which people who follow, uh, follow me on Twitter or Facebook or whatever uh, undoubtedly saw today uh, oh in gosh. that. Right. Well, dude, yeah. Speaking of cartoon characters, identifying with them and, and whatnot, it's, you had a giant event 
with um, the whole Captain Seriously crew. Captain Seriously crew. And boy, oh boy, I did not know when I came onto this job that it was going to lead in this direction. And neither did the folks involved with the Seriously Coalition. Um, we were just talking about that today after the assembly. So for those who haven't seen, uh, you can go to Twitter to see this. And I think oh, I posted it to Instagram, too. Those are the public places I put it. Um, yeah, today, so for the past five years, I've been creating comics for this group called the Seriously Coalition. And the, the premise is, and this is like, it's almost like a dream job. It's like tailor-made for me. Uh, it's make exciting superhero stories for children where they learn something through the adventure, right? There's some kind of pro-social thing, um, usually in the form of like the first book, the, 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 the theme was like washing your hands. How do you write an exciting adventure story where characters have to learn to wash their hands, right? Wow. And so I got to do scenes of like big monsters were taking baths, you know. Dino Gator's having a pleasant bubble bath and he's scrubbing his back with a, with a brush. <laughs> it always and we just we just did a book delivery like last or this past Monday. And I got to do whenever we deliver the books, we do a reading of the book with the kids. And it's always fun to watch the kids laugh at the jokes that I wrote, you know, like knowing that the jokes work. That kind of feedback is terrific. Anyway, is, so for five years yeah. I've been doing this. Every year, um, we do another grade. So we've done a second grade book, third grade book, fourth grade book. I'm working on the eighth grade book now. Uh, and then we, once a year, we deliver uh, the third through fifth grade books to an assembly of 500 kids. But 500 kids in a gym. We deliver the books. And we usually, I do like a little art demo. You know, I'm going to draw a character. I'm going to show you guys how to do character design. And it's super fun. But this year, we came up with, uh, or Seriously Coalition made mascots of three of the characters I created for the comic. And they did this this bit where the characters interrupted me uh, from my drawing uh, exercise by coming into the gym, you know, and listening to 500 kids completely unravel when mascots of the characters I created walked in there was super, super rewarding. Seeing my characters as mascots was super, super rewarding. And then the fact that one of the characters, Dame Lady Cat, is like one of my favorite characters ever made based on my cat. You know, so it's like I'm watching Maggie walk in in a Mary Poppins dress. Amazing. Just so many layers of emotion in that moment. Right. Mm. It's pretty cool. Well, and it sounds like the uh, the whole the whole crew behind it and, and not like it has this has to be like a um, like a like a deep dive in the event. I'm not trying to do any, any critique or pointing anything out, but like, it seems like there's a lot of passion and cleverness and creativeness as far as the crew, like the extended people involved in the project. Yeah. Yeah. So like my, my editor boss, whatever you want to call him, uh, the guy who's, who gets me paid and who like sort of gives me direction on all the projects. His name is Jesse Kaufman and he's a huge comic book fan. Like he loves comic books. Like, same way I love comic books. Uh, so the project has a champion, and that's the only way this thing is working. Is I mean, it's largely due to Jesse really just putting his everything into this thing and acting as um, a buffer and a liaison between me and the other uh, stakeholders. Mm -hmm. Because you can be a stakeholder in a thing and not fully understand what it is. Um so they're stakeholders in the sense of we are funders, we are contributors, we are advisors, but they don't necessarily know comics, right? Mm -hmm. And so sometimes things that I pitch in meetings can sometimes not always be immediately understood or grokked or processed, right? They, they, can, they can sense my enthusiasm. They see that, okay, 
he clearly feels confident and passionate about this idea. I don't get it yet. Jesse is this wonderful entity who can speak to them and advocate for me. Right. So ever since he came on like four years ago, it's like the project has just gotten so much, it's grown so much and it's become so much more of a pleasure for me to do because it really feels like I'm being paid to play, you know? That is awesome. It's pretty cool. It's, yeah. it's totally a dream job. I mean, it really is. And it's, it's, uh, it, it's one of the things that makes every spring for me really intense, but, uh, it's super, super rewarding. Right. I mean, it's got, it's the whole thing is just so incredibly healthy because I get to do exactly the kind of work I like to do. And I get this wonderful feedback loop in that I'm getting paid for it. And I get to see the the faces of the kids as they engage with it. You know, you can't ask for better than that. 